0: On today's show, are there any moves left for the Dallas Mavericks to make this offseason? We'll talk about some trade ideas with the Utah Jazz. And then Jason Kidd said that Spencer Dinwiddie and JaVale McGee are both gonna start. But does the starting lineup even matter? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luke Lincic and this is Lockdown Podcast. Take me to Mavericks
1: believe you shouldn't be
0: here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know below what move do you think is next for the Dallas Mavericks. They just sign somebody for the 15th spot. They make a trade. They do something else. Are they getting in on the KD drama saga? All that. Let us know what you think in the comment section below. And joining me, as always, my co host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. The Summer League legend. The One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: I'm trying to figure out what to do with these Summer League games. Like, should I just record them all? And then once Summer League's over and we're just like trying to find a fix of NBA, just like play these games? Because there's a portion of it that's a lot of fun. Another portion of it, it's like, this is the worst basketball I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) But it was so cruel that we got this Mavs game. We got this great, hearty performance and Lawson performance. It was a lot of fun. We're riding the high, and they're like, hey, you're basically not going to play for like, I don't know, two and a half days again. And here we are. But tonight, tonight, 9 o'clock, Central Time.
0: Mavs. And then there's going to be a back-to-back, which is nice, too. Two, two Mavs games yeah. in a row. New, two Summer League games in a row. The Hardy Party Returns uh, for Summer League. We'll talk about that. We'll have breakdowns of both of these. Both of those games. Um, tonight, Isaac's doing like a live stream on Mavs.com. A Manning cast, if Not you Not tonight.
1: It will be on Tuesday night and Thursday night. So, okay. we're going to be streaming it live. An alternate broadcast. So, you can actually like watch the game with us uh, through Mavs.com, Bobby, myself, Austin, we're streaming it from the arena, so uh, we'll see. You're not going to be
0: there, though, right? Or you're from the AAC.
1: Yeah, yeah, from the AAC, yeah. Nice. Should be a lot of fun. I, I could be wrong. Check Bobby's tweet, but I think you might have to be in Dallas to see it. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, though. I think he said 75 miles from Dallas.
1: Oh, that's a good little radius. That's sorry. A
0: good, that's a good range, yeah. Sorry to our else. listeners
1: <laughs> in Slovenia.
0: Sorry, everybody else. All right. On today's show, we're going to get into if the Mavericks have any moves left. Isaac's got a bunch of ideas to trade with the Utah Jazz, who seem to be kind of blowing it up, taking trade offers on Donovan Mitchell and such. So could the Mavericks get in on any of their other players? And then Jason Kidd had an interesting comment over the weekend. Does the starting lineup even matter, right? about He mentioned Dinwiddie and JaVale McGee are, are going to be starting, but does the starting lineup matter? We'll talk about that. And then we'll get into some summer league stuff. Jaden Hardy, AJ Lawson. What do do they look like in in game two? We'll talk about all that later. Let's start with this. Um, According to Mark Stein, it doesn't look like there's going to be a sign and trade for Jalen Brunson. So the only thing we were kind of expecting from that or anticipating was would the Mavericks have like a 12 million, was it like $14 million trade exception that they would have? I mean, it's nice to have that, I guess at certain point, but the Mavericks are so in the luxury tax that we wouldn't think that they would use it um, unless something really, really good came up. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen at this point. It could still happen. Brunson still has not been officially signed, which is kind of wild to me that it's been this long. Um, there's they're working on something. They still also haven't officially finalized the Nerlens Noel Alec Burks trade with the the like the Pistons that has to be finalized before they can sign Jalen Brunson into their cap space. So there's all kinds of weird stuff with that, but we're still monitoring that. But do the Mavericks have any other moves besides that? Right? Let's let's, let's push that aside because we talked about that so
1: much. Please, oh. I just I just want that whole situation to be done. But now we're going to have to, like, I'm, I'm so tired of it. Because then they're going to oh, have I'm the presser. Well.
0: My son's doing well.
1: <laughs> they're going <laughs> to have the presser, their intro presser, all for Brunson. Then he's going to have all these quotes, and we're going to have to talk about all the quotes again. But anyway.
0: I don't think so, unless he says something incendiary. But are there any moves left for the Mavericks? You, you brought up the Utah Jazz and said that there's some interesting paths for some trades for the Mavericks with the Jazz.
1: Obviously there's other teams out there. It could be, you know, there's waiting to make moves too. Like we've been saying it, gosh, it feels like two weeks now about we're all just waiting for the KD stuff to fall and see what happens. See how many teams are waiting. There's teams like John Collins in Atlanta. It's like, is he ever going to get traded? Like even separately, it just feels like all the other teams are just waiting to do any type of even other deals, not just deals in the, you know, potential KD trade, but, I mean, all eyes are on Utah outside of the KD stuff, in the sense of they have all these vets. They traded Rudy, got a million draft picks. I don't care, I don't buy anything that they're possibly saying about we're trying to retool around Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> it's like I don't. I just. I think that's the most fluff, bullcrap stuff I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and so I'm expecting them to trade him at some point. So why do they have all these vets? And for a team that was in win now mode last year. Now they have these vets that I think can help playoff teams. So they have five guys that I think could be on the move. Malik Beasley, they could possibly keep. But I'm just going to throw these five names out there. You Let's rank them in order about which which one that you, you would prefer on Dallas. Okay. Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Boyan Bogdanovich, Pat Beverly, Malik Beasley. So these five guys... Rank them in order of ones who you would prefer on Dallas, and then after that we'll do a realistic. Because I think in the in the right scenario, right trade package, I think all all five of these guys could be had, and I think all five are decently realistic for Dallas.
0: And they all kind of they all kind of make sense in in a certain way, right? Like yeah, ex- I think I think the the lowest on the totem pole for me would be maybe Clarkson and Beasley because. Okay. Like, we have Clark, we like the the meme. We have Clarkson and Beasley at home, and it's Tim Hardaway Jr. So we already well, got to have Tim that was guy. A,
1: Yeah, because Tim was our free agent signing, and we <laughs> already have the... No. No, I mean, I was, you view him like a free agent because we didn't have him last year. That's why I'm just trying to say that. Explain yourself, uh, sorry. So I get your point with Clarkson and Beasley.
0: Uh, I think they would be good players, but the Mavericks already have a guy like that. Um Conley is interesting. I think Conley in a role like that he would play on the Mavericks, like that Dragic-type role that we've been talking about, would be so much better for him. But does he want to take that at this point in his career? He's just like an all-star.
1: What else has he got?
0: Very recently. But, yeah, does he have anything else? He'd be interesting. I think number one is probably Bojan to me. Okay. Just can't get enough of those shooters. The wing, he can actually play some defense a little. I, I'm not, with you on that. Not, not on Luca, but on but on everyone else, he can play defense I, a little bit.
1: Realistic trade targets. He's number one for me right now. Expiring contract, nineteen million dollars a year. Yeah, he's in it. You know, I think he's thirty three. Could be wrong on that. Maybe thirty four. Um, can create a little bit. Can run and pick and roll a little bit. So we've talked about having a third ball handler, some or creator a little bit. That if you know if it's just Dinwiddie and Luca he at least gives you an element off the bench. I think a little bit more than Tim that you can run and pick and roll, let him pass the ball, play, make a little bit. I would love Bojan's number one on this. It gets very difficult for me when it's number two.
0: And this is not like, who's the best player. It's who do you think is the best fit? Basically the best fit, best thing. Cause I think the best player on this is, is Beasley the best player on this at this point. Mm. But I think he, his, his fit is the lowest. Th- these players are all kind of close actually. Just, they just bring so much different skill sets but I think my number two would be Beverly over
1: Conley. oh that's kind of spicy
0: I think he's got more left in the tank I think that his defense I think could bring something that the Mavericks don't have right now they still don't have a guy they just still don't have anybody to guard guards besides like Frank and Reggie and Dorian <laughs> those three guys yeah. and they have like they have things elsewhere to do um but yeah I think I think it would be Beverly next.
1: Do you think Bill Duffy, same agent Luca, same agent as Pat Beverly? Do you think Bill Duffy is calling up Nico and saying, "Hey, I know you've liked Dwight for a, for a while, but can we? I think y'all need Pat Beverly more than Dwight. Can we do an even swap? Utah has no center right now. They need a vet. They'd like a vet to like be there for you know Kessler, all the stuff, and he would be a good stopgap for Utah." and you all could get Beverly to come off the bench. Just a straight up one for one trade. Both of them expiring contracts too.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they do a one for one. I think Utah's in the asset accumulation and they try to get they try to OKC okay you and like try to get try to squeeze any kind of asset they could out of you and like
1: Okay, take a second.
0: <laughs> How many seconds do they have left?
1: Okay, let me ask you this. When it comes to like Mike Conley, let's say they they'd prefer Conley over Beverly. Let's say they for whatever reason how much do you have to add to a Burton's Josh Green package? Is it two seconds for Mike Conley? Because Mike Conley's due over twenty million this year. He has no option or anything. Like it's it's another guaranteed $24.3 20... <laughs> dollars for next season, not this upcoming season. Twenty two point six this coming season. Twenty four point three that next. If you do Bertons and Josh Green, do you have to throw in a second? Or a couple seconds to get Conley?
0: I think so because Conley's second year is there's some non guaranteed stuff in that. And Bertons goes out a year longer than that, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So Burton's a year long. Yeah, I think you would have to just for just for the sake of that Bertans contract. Because it's not a good so.
1: One yeah, so if you're Utah, you're like, "Hey, we're trading a 30-something-year-old Conley, who we think is cooked, to Dallas. We'll take on the extra year of <laughs> Burton." T-
0: I don't know if they would say it to you like that. Like they wouldn't hey, say guys, that. <laughs> would you guys want to take Conley? We think he's cooked, but we'll just trade you. For- <laughs>
1: Y'all might not. So, uh, <laughs> and in return for them, it's more about taking the swing on Josh Green for probably a you know blow it up Utah team and getting a second or two out of it. And if you're Dallas, you add Mike Conley to the bench unit as like your third guard role, everything you're envisioning for Dragic, even though Dragic is a better player than Conley right now. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's just something if it's him or Beverly, you kind of see the role off the bench. I agree with you when it comes to like Clarkson would be an, a, a great bucket getter, but I think I'm in the camp of, unless it's Tim going out and then, you know, you're looking like a bigger package. If it's like Tim and Dwight together, and now you're piecing two of these Utah guys together, to come back to Dallas yeah. I could see, you know, potentially something like that.
0: Yeah, it's just interesting. Coming up, let's get into it. Let's talk about these guys a little bit more because there's five guys from Utah that kind of makes sense. Let's talk about some other deals potentially and then we'll get into the starting lineup. Doesn't matter who starts for the Mavericks. Chavale, Spencer Dinwiddie are going to start. Doesn't matter. We'll talk about that. Coming up before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. The ever uh <laughs> Bet Online has so many options and lines and odds. The championship odds have changed. Oh man. The Phoenix Suns were the number one team. They were, like, plus, like, what were they, like, plus 320 or, like, plus 400? They're now plus 650. The Celtics are now plus 600. I guess the Danilo Gallinari thing, like, really really moved the needle for them, I guess. The I, I are, did like their offseason, though. Their offseason has been good. They're plus 625 for the Bucs. Uh, the Warriors are plus 650, and the Suns are plus 650, and then the Clippers are plus 700. That whole group right there is so close. Celtics, Bucks, Warriors, Suns, Clippers are all just real tightly bunched in there. The next team is the Lakers plus 1,000. Don't worry about that. Miami Heat plus 1,200 are the next real team on that list. And, uh, yeah, that's interesting that they're that far behind the rest of that group.
1: Are there odds for uh, the Bachelorette? Starts tonight.
0: Are there odds for the
1: Bachelorette? Go check it out. It's Bet
0: Online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, we've been talking about some moves the Mavericks may have left. And these five guys from Utah that kind of make sense for the Mavericks, if they are going to retool, if they do trade Donovan Mitchell for a package of whatever, then Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Boyan Bogdanovich, Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, all these guys make a lot of sense for the Mavericks. Like, I wouldn't be mad about any of them, honestly. Like, If the Mavericks could make a move for any of them... I think they all fit in some way. You can always get, you always need somebody that can get buckets. Both Beasley and Clarkson can go off for thirty on any given night. Mavericks still do need that, um, and so even though I put those guys at the bottom of the list, if I would rank these guys, they're not bad options. But um, we talked about talked about Conley a little bit. Talked about a Beverly type trade, Patrick Beverly on the Mavericks. Finally, what happened like three years later?
1: <laughs> um. Okay, what if Dallas says, Hey, we want to get two of these guys for our bench? And let's say they say, Hey, we definitely want to get, try to get Bogdanovich. And then we want one of the point guards to where if it's like Conley and Bogdanovich, you're looking at like $42 million. How do you get up to the 42 number if you're Dallas? Yeah. You know, it's obviously looking at Tim, Dwight. And then would Dallas entertain throwing in Maxi or Reggie to get Bogdanovich? And Beverly or Bogdanovich and Mike Conley.
0: You said Tim Dwight and Reggie or Maxi.
1: Yeah, or Tim Dwight and Maxi for Bogdanovich and like Mike Conley.
0: I think I would keep Reggie at that point. Maxi's an expiring. Well,
1: I would too. I'm, I'm not saying what I would do. I'm just saying, would Dallas do? Would Dallas entertain it for the aspect of all right? If we have our five starters: McGee, Christian Wood, Dorian, Luca Dinwiddie. What do we need off the bench? Do we need more creation Bogdanovich? Do we need another third ball handler? What do we need the most? And you could do it, like, if it's Bogdanovich and Beverly, because Beverly obviously makes, like, 10 million less than Conley. If it's just Boyan and and Pat Beverly, then you could look at something around Dwight and Tim Hardaway and say, all right, would you rather have Tim or would you rather have Boyan? Would you rather have Beverly or Dwight? Would Dallas have to add something into that? Because Boyan and Beverly are both expiring. Tim has, you know, obviously two more years after this upcoming season.
0: And maybe the Jazz look at team control a little bit better than other teams because they're not going to get free agents, especially the way the way that they're set up now. Like, they're not going to get any especially more. Especially
1: with that rebrand. <laughs> They pitched away
0: their only chance at getting at getting free agents with that rebrand, but yeah. So maybe they look at that a little a bit, little bit differently with with Tim's contract. Um, but like, if they traded Tim, like, if they traded Boyan and Conley for like a package with Tim, all of a sudden they have Tim com They have Tim Beasley and Clarkson. Like, what? What are they? What, what is that team doing at that point?
1: At least it's entertaining.
0: I guess so you got three guys that can get you thirty in any night and zero on any night, basically. Like, like, <laughs> You just hope that two of them are on on any given night. So I don't think they'd be into that. I don't think they're into Tim. They'd be into Tim at all. Uh, and they're also kind of set up to where a lot of these guys are expiring. Bogdanovich is. Conley is not guaranteed. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what that is. Clarkson is a player option for next next season.
1: Um, I would say if they're smart about it, they could probably hold on to Bogdanovich and maybe – I mean, probably not Pat Beverly. And like how – could you get a first from one of these like playoff teams once you get into the season Yeah, and it, they're viewed as like the final piece, a Bogdanovich, a Clarkson or something like that. You, I mean, you could probably get a first from somebody.
0: That makes sense. So those are some interesting options. I think those five names um, could be interesting to see if the, if the jazz do decide to blow it up and and trade away Don Mitchell. It sounds like they listened to an offer from the, uh, the Miami heat about him. And so we'll see if, if that,
1: Ooh. Turns
0: out to be anything, um, but let's talk about the starting lineup because Jason Kidd made a comment. We talked about it in our summer league, um, our summer league episode the other day. But Jason Kidd said the Mavericks, you know, we're getting bigger. Br- brought in Javale McGee. He's he's going to be a starter for us, and then we see Spencer Dinwiddie as a starter for us. Um, all of a sudden, like Dinwiddie is the smallest guy in the starting lineup for the Mavericks. He's six six. Uh, the Mavericks go six six, two six seven guys in Luca and and. Dorian, and then uh they're gonna start Christian Wood, who's 6'10, and JaVale, who's seven foot. Like they have this huge lineup that they're starting. Jaden
1: Hardy at like 6'4 is the smallest dude. I right? know, yeah.
0: Whether you whether you think Hardy is 6'4 or 6'5, he's the shortest guy on, on the team. Which is pretty wild um, that, is that wild. he is the smallest guy. What do you think about this this starting lineup? Um, potential starting lineup. And does not matter? Are people, are people are freaking out? Like, oh, you gotta start Reggie. I mean, even. I mean, even last year, I was doing the whole like.
1: I have to apologize that you felt that he should have played more.
0: About this, that that drop is about Reggie Bullock, and that I was asking that he need to, needs to play more minutes and play starters' minutes and all that. Does this starting lineup do you think matter in in the way that it's set up or going to be? Set? I don't
1: give a I don't give a crap about who starts. I care about the minute distribution. Yeah, because if you're telling me McGee gets 15 to 18 minutes and Reggie's going to get 30, a little over 30 minutes, and like that's it. Like, okay, who who cares if they start or they come off the bench? So it's just it's a matter it it matters who closes, it matters who plays the most. And I think I don't think that is gonna start and average 30 and Reggie's gonna go back down to like 15 a night. I would have a big issue with that. But like, look at the other I was looking more at this frontline stuff after obviously the Gobert trade. Look at the other guys across the league, or let's just look at the Western Conference and Tell me who like Christian Wood like can't guard as a four. Like you look at the four like Warriors, Lakers, Timberwolves, Memphis. Like Memphis started Adams and Jaron Jackson last year. Obviously they're gonna you know Timberwolves are gonna have Rudy and Kat. You look at the Lakers, they're gonna start a, another big, Thomas Bryant or whoever with Anthony Davis. Yeah. Then you look at like the the Warriors, Draymond and Looney, and you just keep on going down the line like you know Valanciunas and Zion. Deandre Ayton, Jay Crowder, like Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Zubats, Covington. Like, who on this list are you saying Christian Wood can't guard at the four? As far as like on the perimeter, like you may be looking at if like Kawhi's considered the four and not Covington. Yeah. And like, all right, Christian Wood can't all guard George. him. But like, I'm fine with Christian Wood guarding Jay Crowder. Like, I'm fine with Jay. You know, Christian Wood guarding Aaron Gordon. It's like, it's sure. just
0: it's just gonna be weird when you get to the like like you said the Anthony Davis's. if if they're gonna start a center a, a you know a spot center basically like the Mavericks are going to can he guard an Anthony Davis type can he guard a Jaron Jackson Jr. What were the other fours that you mentioned that were like I mean all star there's some all star level fours now one. like Aaron Gordon I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm too worried about that one but
1: I'm not worried at all about that I'm like obviously Anthony Davis Carl Anthony Towns Towns is a tough like, one how is that but like but at least he you, has
0: length on that guy right like you'd rather have i'd rather have him yeah. guard him than uh you know try to throw like dinwiddie on him you know, or something else when the other wings are, are busy but
1: but like you could put him on gobert it's like gobert is just gonna hit jerry west so <laughs> sure um but like jaron jackson you know jeremy grant might give him a little little trouble i mean he can he can get get buckets a little bit. I just, I don't care as much about the starting front line. It, it is a zag for them, obviously, because it's yeah. like, all right, we want to, but I still, I don't think they're not going to play small. I don't think they're not going to put Christian Wood at the five and yeah. Dorian's at the four type thing. Like we're going to see that a ton. So who gives a crap if McGee's going to get 15 to 18 minutes as a starting big and he's going to catch a, a bunch of lobs. He's just the upgrade over Dwight. Like that's just how I'm viewing it. I don't right now I don't see Dwight getting a ton of minutes because I think Christian Wood's going to be a lot of the backup five. Maxie's still going to play a lot. Yep. And McGee's just the the bigger version, bigger, better rebounding, better defensive version of Dwight Powell. And that it's just really simple. Well, let,
0: and let's talk about the rotation because I think when we when we say does starting matter? I think the rotation I think of, uh, plays a lot uh, there's a big factor hold on <laughs> i think
1: start I, over i almost got, I'm, it. My I first almost podcast. got I'm, I'm
0: right there i'm right there uh let's talk about the rotation because i think the rotation factor plays a big factor into how we view the start i didn't do it. i didn't get it let me
1: get this i got this right let's talk about the rotation coming up after the break who plays in the second unit because i think it's going to factor into how far Dow's go. But
0: before we do, let me tell you about RockAuto.com with the ever with the ever crazy number of makes and models of cars. It's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to get all the prices that you need. You don't you don't need uh, all those different things that they have at their store, but you need the stuff that you need, and RockAuto.com has that. They have every single part for your car, truck, whatever you want. Go check it out. RockAuto.com. See all the parts available for your car or truck. You just search by year, make, model, and you can do it all for the comfort of your own home. They can send it to your house. Uh, If you're a person that can work on their car in this blazing heat we have in Dallas, you can can go ahead and do that and not have to sit outside and wait for some dealership to get the part for you and all that. So... Go check it out, RockAuto.com. See all the parts available for your car, truck. Then write "Locked On" in there. How did you hear about us, box? They know that we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. It's RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, as both of us so beautifully put before that break, before, before we so so aptly decided to uh, explain why the rotation factors in. This is what's going to happen, I think, with the Mavericks. And this is why I don't think the starting lineup matters as much as people may think. So the starting lineup, as Jason Kidd said, is going to be Luka with Dinwiddie in the backcourt, Dorian Vinnie-Smith on, on the wing, Christian Wood and JaVale McGee as the bigs. That start, right? Christian Wood can space the floor, so that's good. Dorian can space the floor. Spencer Dinwiddie hopefully repeats his 40% three-point shooting from the regular season in the playoffs and spaces the floor. Luca and JaVale McGee running pick and rolls. Luca and Christian Wood running pick and pops and pick and rolls. And then Luca plays the whole first quarter. Spencer Dinwiddie checks out. Reggie Bullock checks oh, crap.
1: in. We're doing like minute breakdowns Reggie here. Reggie Bullock I mean, checks what? in
0: for him. Maxi checks in for JaVale. And then all of a sudden, you have your small lineup that spaces the floor, right? And then eventually, like, Tim comes in for Dorian, I guess, and like then all of a sudden, boom! You have a ton of shooting. You have a, you have a bunch of perimeter defense with Dorian and Reggie. Like you have that small lineup like right away. Like they can go to that as quick as they want, uh, and that's how that's how it's just gonna play. But but what they want to do is at the beginning of games, if you're looking at this lineup, they want to be big, right? They want to have they want to have the, the size of of a big team, and they're going to with Dinwiddie at six six.
1: Why would they do Luca that?
0: Luca and Dorian at six seven? Christian Wood on the perimeter two six ten. And then they also want to have the pick and roll threat. Because what is what does Dallas do at the beginning of every game? It's like Luca and Dwight just running these pick and rolls all the time. Luca and JaVale are gonna be able to run that better, I think. And then they get into their other options. Okay, well if this pick and roll thing isn't working, maybe they take JaVale out a little bit early, and then they can go to the Christian Wood pick and roll, pick and pop stuff. Or then they can go to the Luca, you know. Runs around and Tim Hardaway Jr. runs around screens and then they can run stuff like that. Like there's going to have options, but what they're going to start with is this big lineup where they try to run pick and roll with Luca, you know, with, with shooter space in the floor.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be one, it's going to be matchup dependent. You know, Javelle's going to get the yeah. bigger, the bigger bodies, whoever you're going up against. And two, the only thing I'm confident about right now is I think the first sub. Depending on the matchup, obviously, I think the most the first sub most nights will ju- will be Javel for Reggie, assuming Dorian is the fifth guy. Like, no one's confirmed that Dorian's going to be the fifth guy in the starting line, but he will be. It's like we're just assu- assuming that it is, but it's like I think that's the only thing I'm confident about. Outside of that, I don't know. Like, I don't know who's going to be the backup point guard. I don't know who. I don't know how many minutes. De- I don't picture Dwight getting a ton of like minutes. Because I think it's going to be Christian Wood and Maxie as that like kind of backup five. But I mean, Dwight could still play a little bit. And yeah, what's Josh Green's role in this team? I have no clue. Tim, I mean, yeah, Tim's going to you know come off the bench pretty quick. Him and Reggie.
0: Yeah, and t- Tim started twenty games last year out of the forty that he played. He started thirty games out of the seventy that he played the year before that. I mean, he he started a bunch of games for this team over the last couple of years too. And uh, yeah, they got they got a little bit of depth, which is nice. You wish that they had a little more, a little more in some places. But um, the rotation's gonna—I think the rotation's gonna be fine. They they have a bunch of options. They have a bunch of lineup options that they can go to, which is awesome. And so that's why this—I don't think the starting lineup matters. And the starting lineup will change. <laughs> They're not gonna. This starting lineup will not be the starting lineup at the end of the year. I can almost guarantee you that. Because it just changes. Either guys get traded, or a guy gets hurt, or it doesn't work out in a certain. What if JaVale McGee is just like not a good player anymore? I don't know. Like he's 34, he hit a, he hit a huge wall. No, nah,
1: he's good. I, I'm excited for him.
0: He hit a huge wall. I'm just saying hypothetically. Like what evolves on that doesn't work, and they're like, okay, we have to change things. Um. So, but yeah,
1: and and. I don't think they're done. Like, well, let's
0: hope not so. To go back, let's hope I, so.
1: Not to go back to it. I just don't think they're done. I, I don't think they go into the season with the exact roster they have right now. I could obviously I could be wrong, but I'm still holding out hope.
0: Or Mark Cuban liked all those tweets for nothing, Isaac. <laughs> uh let's end let's end on this because I do want to talk about Summer League a little bit. Um got two games coming up back to back here. Another another look at Jaden Hardy. Uh, let's just start with him really quick. What do you expect from him in these next two games? What are you looking for uh, and trying to see with him in these next two games?
1: I want the same stuff I saw in the first game. I mean, that was a lot of fun and you know, highlights aside that, you know, it's going around on Twitter. Those are a blast. But like I said, in that, that post game pod, go listen to it. It was was an extra weekend pod. If you listen to this on Monday, you have two in your, in your inboxes, if we want to call that. Um, But it was the decision-making. That's what impressed me the most that, It was his discipline when it comes to like making a decision the the decision to drive early on instead of chucking up threes and off balance shots and all that stuff. Like I was really impressed by that, so I I just want to see more of that. And it should be yeah more comfortable out there system. I want to see what he looks like playing more off the ball. I want to see a little bit more on the ball stuff just to see what he's capable of. But yeah, playing with Payola. I said that right, right? Payola.
0: It's pie. I kept saying. Pie. I kept saying pay like payola, but it's payola.
1: Pie. piola Yeah, I, I want to see thing those things fun.
0: too. I think the three things they asked him to do were to get to the rim, to like play make and and pass, and to play defense. And I think that you just want to see those three things again. Like, can you replicate that? Can you do those things again? And then maybe they'll give him a quarter or something to cook, and just get your own shot and do the fun mid range yeah. stuff that you do and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to see that those decisions better. Uh, and then start and finish. I think those are things that, like, the only things that he could do better, I think, in, in another summer league game is start the game better because his start was really rough. Just seemed like a lot of nerves. And then his end of the game and overtime and then in the end of that regulation, the first summer game, summer league game, were, was not very good. And so I think improving on those areas, I'm taking ownership of the team, I think, a little bit more in those end moments. But you don't know what the co- what the coach was asking. And now it's a different coach because Greg St. Jean's stepping aside and some other Mavs assistant coach are, are stepping in. So it may be a different thing. That they asked Jaden Hardy to do, we'll talk about that probably after the after game one.
1: Uh, on my, I, I, game I want to see two. about Lawson. I want to see if Lawson continues. You know, his streak had a great game the other day. It was basically the Lawson and Hardy show. Yeah. Is there another player that steps up in this next game? Like you said, it's a double header. So we're best, We're about to get three Mavs games on four days. Okay, Let's Monday, go. Tuesday, and, then, and Thursday. So you know where to listen to all your post game pods here locked on maps (laughs) with AJ Lawson
0: I think he has a chance if he could follow up this game one performance 28 points hit six threes looks pretty good looks you know he's one of the most athletic players in the draft too uh last year I think he could be going gunning for a two-way spot or even like the last roster spot I mean the skills that he showed it's like who wouldn't want a player that is like that um what do you need to see from him in another game
1: would fans freak out like they did about Tyler Dorsey or (laughs) Um, at
0: least AJ Lawson has a better than like six foot four wingspan. So
1: no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think for him is that other two way spot and, you know, Moses Wright had it last year and let's see what, can he continue to play outplay Moses Wright? And, you know Moses Wright basically started at the center spot in this past game. Yeah, uh, he had like three or four, three or four blocks, and he did a great job protecting the rim. But it, I'm all here for two a spots being wings. So if they went into the season with Tyler Dorsey and AJ Lawson, sign me up. I like it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. I ink that right now, ink, ink that right now. But we'll see what happens in in games two and three. If he comes out and AJ Lawson doesn't look like. You know, he's, it just was a, a, a really good hot shooting night for him in game one, then I think that's something, but
1: it it's also crazy too to think about the two-way spots and just second round picks, how wild it is. Like I saw the Knicks sign Trevor, you know, Keels, which yeah. you know we talked about before the dev stuff to a two-way deal. And it's like the difference between some of these guys in the same like range of the second round getting you know, like Hardy just got a three-year deal. Some other second round pick the other day got a four-year deal. It's like four years, $8 million. It's like, holy crap. But then some of these other second round picks are getting two-way deals. It's just wild how that is. It doesn't, doesn't, you know, nobody cares about that too much, but we're getting cut. Wow. Yeah. It's just crazy how that whole, that's a shift that's happened over the past few years of Second round picks, even in like early forties, getting two. Now they're two way contracts and not like legit deals.
0: I think it's part of it is just older guys hanging on longer too, right? Like those roster spots are just harder yeah. and harder to get because guys are just staying in the league for so long. Freaking <laughs> LeBron and Chris Paul are still gobbling up thirty five minutes a night or thirty minutes a night, you know.
1: Well, I mean, the Heat's doing you know free agent pitches to Haslam. So.
0: <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to talk about that? The Mavs had like four ceremonial roster spots last
1: year. <laughs> I mean, if they want to start calling some people up for a spot, Josh Howard. Tony Romo's is not doing anything, guys. Can we can we get Tony Romo back in a
0: Mavs jersey? There you go. Uh, let us know in the comment section. What do you think about the starting lineup? What do you think is next for the Mavericks Summer League? We'll talk about that tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs, making us your first listen. Make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Jackson Gatlin, has been uh, hearing some stuff in Summer League. He's got you on Locked On NBA uh, today. So go check it out at Locked On NBA. He's got great stuff. I think Matt Moore's on there. Rylan, our friend um, from Locked On Thunder. Go check it out. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Nope. Boom.